Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you you're going to say, that guy's lying, that cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the chronicles of Three Tales Max. Excitement, boredom, really need to have a balance of it in your life. And I do. Boring. My life is boring also. Very boring. I can remember going to a party, right? Or having fun, there's people there. Oh man, the, the guy who was hosting the party it was, it was okay. It was a bit odd. Uh, you know, he was a academic type. And we start talking. You know, it's a party. You're supposed to be having fun. And he was. He had so much fun. was having so much fun. He asked me to go into his office and check out something very unique and special in his life. It was a picture of a plant root. It was magnified by an electron microscope X thousands of times, I don't know. So he could see the hairs on the root of the plant. Well, and if that wasn't unusual enough, he was looking at the hairs on the root of a plant that were on the tip of the root. And even further that, his life's work was evaluating a plant's root to the hairs on the tip of that root, but only the white hairs. All other ones didn't count. Man, that was like four hours of the most boring time I ever spent with that gentleman, with anybody. Whew. I mean, think about it. You're talking about hairs on the root of a plant and only the white ones. Oh, it just ripped me up. I, I mean, at least I can remember a, a family discussion about, you know, the comparison of metrosexual and lumbersexual, right? What did they actually mean? Well, you know, and it was, you know, it got a little more exciting than root hairs, right? I mean, you know, the metrosexual, the lumbersexual is nothing more than the metrosexual dressed in, you know, outdoor clothing. It was going on and on. Again, kind of a boring life. It wasn't anything earth-shattering, you know, there was no adrenaline junkie in me. Never have, but has been. I can remember another non-boring, but non-adrenaline junkie type thing that happens to us, happened to us uh, every year. But my wife was at work. My wife was a school teacher, a public school teacher. And the, I don't know, two weeks before the, the start of classes, she would receive a letter in the mail, yes, snail mail, handwritten, typed, I guess, maybe computerized, I doubt it. This letter was a welcome back to school. We hope you had a great summer. You should prepare for. When my wife got that letter, we knew the summer was over. She had to go back to work. 
It took on the nickname. I got the letter. I mean, okay. I mean, I've had, I guess, some things a little bit more exciting than that in my life. You know, I was I was at a party once, and it was a big party, a public party that was held at the local fire hall. Lots of people, lots of things going on, and you know that's where these couple of women mistook me for somebody they knew. I think I've already told you this story. They mistook me for somebody they thought they knew, and after a short conversation, they realized that I was nothing more than an old man because they left the conversation saying, oh, yeah, 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 we have to be wrong. You're, you, you've you probably the age to, to graduate with my grandfather from high school. Oh, that was, that was depressing. It's just, you know, these other things that get my blood pumping... You know, it's not, you know, it's not my fault. It happens by no means am I trying to make it happen. Again, I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I'm just not. And I'll tell you right now, every time I get on an elevator, I think of some of these experiences. Just not a place for me to be. Not a place for me to be spending very much time at all. Not that I hang out in an elevator for hours on end, but you know, just going from the first floor to the fifth floor can be an issue. You know, look, elevators are a good thing. You know, people walk in them, you, they go up and down, you don't have to go up steps. You know, but they can be bad things. You know, like, like one of my buddies at work. I work in this building, has six floors in it. At the time, my buddy was working on the sixth floor. And he has, this guy, has, has the worst luck with keys. You don't, you name it, he's had bad luck with keys. I won't, that's probably another podcast all on its own. One day he walks up to the elevator. The eleva- elevator doors open. He mishandles his keys. You know, you know, we're talking about a ring of keys, not like a, you know, a maintenance man's ring of keys, but a ring of keys, you know, car keys, house keys, safety box, safety deposit box keys, the whole gambit. He dropped them and went down, hit the floor perfectly, right between the crack in the elevator floor and the building. Went clear to the bottom. Like down there where you don't ever go, below the elevator, below the last stop in the elevator. Yeah, you know, keys. Anyways, elevators. Back to elevators. Um, I've had some. I've had some positive things happen in an elevator. Uh, some some unusually positive things. Uh, again, I told you I've spent lots and lots of time in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I just you know I go there a lot. And and the one time I was there, there was a a heavyweight boxing fight in town. And it just so happens, you know, I was staying I was staying in a hotel where one of the ex-champions, this wasn't the current champion uh, or the, the, the current contender, but it was an ex-champion of about five years prior to this. You know, I, I got into this elevator, went up one floor. You know, he gets in the elevator, and I, um, I think I may have even told this story before. He gets in the elevator, and, you know, there I am. I'm riding up the elevator with with a extremely famous boxer which by the way even in his you know past prime so to speak I don't want him hitting me no they had hands like you know outfielders baseball glove what can I say you know elevators in Vegas oddball thing that also happened in Vegas that that go round the promoter of the fight was in the gambling area casino uh, we were, you know, my buddies and I were in there. We were playing something and drinking, whatever. Um, and you know, this this promoter gets up and walks by a slot machine. He's leaving. 
you know, and he has bodyguards all around. You know, he's leaving, puts, I don't know, a coin, a chip or whatever. This is back when you didn't have buttons to push. You actually had to pull a lever. So he puts this, you know, coin in uh, a progressive slot machine that, that would uh, you know, win you a ton of stuff. Well, he cranked it down. Sure enough, he hit it. It was a minivan. What does a high-end boxing promoter need with a minivan? That just doesn't fit the persona. Anyways, anyways, I digress. Vegas, woo, what can I say there? Uh, all right, elevators, back to elevators. Let's start at the beginning. One of the first times I ever had issues in an elevator or had a surprise in an elevator. Come to work like I do every day, walk in, get on the elevator, I go up to my floor uh, at the time I think I was on fourth floor. Nothing's supposed to happen, right? So I'm going up. All of a sudden, chink, elevator stops mid-floor. Oh, man, what's this all about? I'm standing there. I was the only one in the elevator. I'm standing there. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And all of a sudden, this would be four cell phones. There were no cell phones at this time. What am I going to do? It was like, so there's like the emergency call button the big red button you know so i'm pushing that sob as hard ding 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 ding. oh let's get out i'm not claustrophobic or anything i'm just you know it's the morning of my work day i want to get to work there's things i have to do well surprise surprise how to get out of the elevator the emergency buzzer bell thing didn't work uh somebody reported the elevator out of commission and about i don't know maybe 1 o'clock that day building maintenance comes and gets the elevator working and imagine their surprise when the door opened and I walked out. You know, surprise in an elevator. And it, you know, this is an isolated thing. I, I've been uh, in that same building, in a different elevator in that building. I was in with with uh, two other people. You know, it stopped mid floor, but it only stopped for like ten minutes. Didn't even have to call anybody. We, we did call somebody, but by the time the maintenance got there, it had been it started working again. But the second time I really had a surprise in an elevator was in a parking garage, uh, the parking garage I use at work. Now, we did have cell phones at this point in time, and the elevator actually, you know, was encased in glass. So three sides of the elevator, you could you could see out three sides of the elevator. So I get in the elevator, I push the button, I'm going up, and sure enough, boom, I stop. Mid-floor. Oh, man, what am I going to do? So the first thing, instead of using the cell phone, which I should have picked up the phone... I should have called somebody at work, the maintenance department, building managers, somebody. But no, what I do, I start banging on the glass and yelling and screaming. Well, after about 15 minutes of that, my voice is worn out and tired. Hands are sore from slapping the glass. I remembered I had a cell phone. Called campus maintenance. Show up. Get me out of it. Now you can see me. Right? When I come into the building, they can see me in the elevator. Okay, not a big deal, right? Surprise in an elevator. But now how unlucky is it? That's, that's three times now it's happened. Once was of no real avail, but the, the other two times, I was I was actually talking to our, to our administrative people, like, look, I'm in an elevator, I'm stuck. Well, not the first time, the, the third time. I'm in an elevator, I'm stuck, you know, I'll, I'll, don't, don't panic. I called Alice when I was going home from work that night. Okay. Not a, not a big deal. So next time it happens, kind of the same time as same thing as the first time. I was in my work elevator. Um, I was going 
down the elevator to go someplace to a meeting, whatever, from my office. And, and you know, boom, thing stops. Okay, now this is cell phone years. So I pick up the cell phone and I call the admin people uh, of, of the building I was in, my office building. And they had heard all these elevator stories. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Max, you're stuck in the elevator. Yeah, we'll come right over and get you out. I call them again. Like, look, I'm not kidding around here. I'm actually stuck in the elevator. I'm between floor three and four. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just is. Look, it can't happen to you. Remember Three Tales Max? You know, I tell more than three stories at a time. People think I'm lying to them. You know, cry wolf too many times. They don't believe you when it does really happen. Well, but this is happening to me. And I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Open the... What? You know, it goes on and on and on. Finally... Some you know, I, I actually called uh, maintenance, but they didn't answer the phone. I left a message. They were in the middle of the day. They were out working somewhere. Uh, finally, somebody in the building reported the elevator down. What happens? Maintenance comes over. Once again, imagine their surprise. The elevator doors open. Out comes Max. I was probably stuck in the elevator that day for three and a half, four hours. Look, I don't, again, I'm not claustrophobic, but what are the odds that's four times I actually got stuck in an elevator. Now, the fifth time I'm about to tell you about, it's not that I was trapped in an elevator. The next elevator experience was uh, really, really traumatic for me. I mean, this was a bad one. So my boss and I get in an elevator. We're going to go someplace, you know, we're going to evaluate some things. Uh, go on a meeting, something, I don't know what it was. So we get in the elevator, you know, and as we get in the elevator, it's really full. Now this was way back again before cell phones happened. Um, I get I get in the elevator with him and people are there and I noticed there was a, a person I was associated with, a female that I was associated with. Well, what's going on here? Why is why is she staring at me? You know, once again someone's staring at me. Okay, now again I'm, I'm not good looking, but I'm a big fat guy, right? You know, let's just say I'm robust, right? I'm in the elevator. I'm not sweating on her, whatever. She's, I can feel her, like, watching me. So we get out on this floor, and she gets out also. You know, I was in the elevator. I kind of brushed it off. Brushed it off. Okay, she's just staring at me because the elevator's full, and I'm a big person, and, you know, everybody has to breathe in, so Max get in the elevator. As my boss and I get out at our floor, she gets out also. Hey, Max. Hey, Max. Can I talk with you? Well, sure. So I walk over to my my boss stays where he is. I walk over to her and, and I say, uh, what can I do for you? I'm in I'm a very odd spot in my life. She says, I think I need to bring you up on sexual harassment charges. This is not something you joke around about. I don't know this lady very well. And I certainly have never sexually harassed her. I, I never did anything at all. I, uh, like I said, she's a casual business acquaintance. I've seen her at meetings. That was it. She was actually really new to the business. She was there less than a year when this happened. I'm like, ma'am, you know, what's what's going on here? Why why are you going to accuse me of sexual harassment? I don't I don't get it. And she's like, well, look, I don't appreciate these these sexually oriented email sexually oriented emails that you're sending me. And again, I'm like, I'm flabbergasted. Sexually oriented emails. I don't, 
I said, can you be specific? And she's like, yeah, yeah like you, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, no, no. I said, that's not me. I've never done that. And she's like, yeah, I haven't. And I'm going to report you. I'm like, well, well, give me a chance to look into this, right? I'm, I'm asking her, please don't report me. I, because, you know, once you get that on your back, it never comes off you, especially if you're innocent, as myself. I, um, I said, will you give me some time? I said, let me, let me talk to you. She said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. She said, uh, here's a person you can contact. It was an intermediary. So if you have something to say to me, say this. I said, you have like three days and I'm going to report you to the authorities. I'm going to have you fired. So she leaves and I walk over to my boss and he's like, what's that all about? Like, she just accused me of sexually harassing her. Now, this is my boss, right? And I, I didn't do anything. I have never sent out any type of an email like that other than a business email to anybody. And I never sent her an email ever in my life. I said, I have to look into something. This is just too strange. Why would she do that? So I go through the steps. I go to our IT department. I ask them to look into it. And they're like, yeah, they, they see the email that was sent to her. I had no recollection or could not find any record of it on my emailing software. So they actually they went through the process and, and, and you, know, you know, really thankful that they're thorough people and uh, you know have lots of lots of avenues to to get down this road and find out what exactly happened. Uh, they they found out that there was a I don't want to call it a virus. They I think they call it a worm. Okay, and you know, obviously we had this lady was on the company email list. I was on a company email list, and I guess the company email list chose her or this worm chose her off of the. the uh, list of people to send this to and there were other some other people too uh as i was going through this they said hey look you should contact these people these people these people whatever and and um tell them you know you have worm or virus xyz i forget now what it was um so i go to my boss and i, I tell him like look you know this here's here it is this is from our it department what, what do you what do you what, what what should I do? I said this lady does not want me contacting her, and I agree. You know I, I you know if I had been sexually harassed, I wouldn't want the harasser to be contacting me at any point in time in the future because I'm going to have a, a feeling or a, an opinion of that person. Uh, so my boss gets involved. You know and he's like, look, he's, you have a person you're supposed to contact. She's like, well, you know, contact that person, send them an email, you know, copy me on it. Um, you know, I went through the process. You know, no, she never did file charges because obviously I didn't do it. And I asked the IT people, why was my email used to do something like this? It's, I mean, this is really upsetting, frustrating. Uh, you know, I don't care who you are or what it is. Um, even if it's just some, you know, um, uh, innocuous email, it's just bothersome that they're sending it to, to X, X number of people. It just, you know, it, it bothers me. Technology is a good thing, all right? I don't need any surprises in my life. I, uh, I guess I'd rather be talking about a plant's root, hairs on the tip of the root, and only the white ones. Just give me a boring life, sometimes. That's all for now, folks. This is Three Tails Max, signing off. 
it's not my 